today on The Breakdown. It's a hand that kind of blew out my brain circuits, people. This is a hand truly worthy of being broken down by the poker guys on this podcast. It's from the $300,000 buy-in. It hurts me to say it. $300,000 buy-in. Are you super high roller bowl from, well, from September 2022. So this just happened a few weeks ago. And everyone's favorite tournament player these days, Michael Adamo, is going to mix it up with one of the most interesting game theory solver type guys who does a different kind of stuff, Sean Winter. I... This is such a clash of styles in some ways, um, looks, height, everything, hair, and lack thereof. But really, oh my God, when this hand goes off the rails, it goes off in such an extreme way. I don't even know what to say about it. I'm so excited we're finally doing it. We made it. We're here. There is $3.3 million waiting for first place, but we're far from the money. This is in the early stages of this event. And sometimes you win or lose. Well, they say you can't win the tournament early. You can only lose it. But I say, you know, you can really help yourself to win, too, if you you make a lot of chips early. And here's an opportunity for someone to make a lot of chips or avoid losing a lot of them. Let's get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. Yeah, Adamo and Winter, they might be the two most interesting tournament players right now. I think they are. Uh, Chidwick would be maybe my number three guy. He's been in that spot for a long time, like in the top three or whatever. But I think he's like in the mold of Adamo, and Adamo is slightly more interesting. And Winter Winter is a different thing. He does different stuff. Winter is actually right now, I guess both those guys are doing very odd stuff. But to me, Winter surprises me more often, like with his super weird bet sizing and decisions than Adamo does even. Um, Adamo surprises me usually with his sizing because he goes so insanely big in so many spots that shock me. You know, and then sometimes gets value in places I wouldn't expect, gets folds in places I wouldn't expect, and so on and so forth. And of course, he's run over the high roller tournament circuit for yeah. a, a while now. But Winter is is super interesting because watching him play, you might think like, is it's possible this guy's like a losing player, like based on the <laughs> stuff that he's doing. I did think that actually. But you know, when we when we've done hands of his in the past, it's like you have to peel the layers of the onion, and if you give him credit from the start everything kind of makes sense in its own kind of different way. He's fucking with the dials in yeah. ways that other players aren't. And I think his results bear out some great success recently. I think um, to make it on this, this level, you, you can only do one of two things. When I say this level, I mean at the ultimate, like highest of high stake tournament stuff um, against the best players in the world. You either have to be the best in the world at executing. Yeah. Or... Always your A game. Yeah. And, 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 and have your A game be like... As good as it gets. And that might be what Adamo is. Well, I think he's more than that, too, actually. But yeah. I think the other thing you have to be is you have to be doing things really differently. This is the, this is the B version of this yeah. than everybody else. Like, Sean Winter is, doing, is making decisions that no one else makes. Mm-hmm. Adamo, to some degree, I think, does, too. And that's going to mess... Like, this goes back to fucking with the dials, like you were saying. That messes everybody up. And it's harder to know how to respond because you haven't solved for that. You haven't thought about it, or at least not very much. You're not used to seeing it. Much harder to plan for when someone bets... You know, when someone six bets you, but they click it back, you know, and it's like, well, I mean, 
I don't even know what to do now, you know, at this, with, on this bubble with, you know, all, like these are just not spots anyone ever thinks about. Sean Winter tries to put you in those spots sometimes, and so does Adamo. And I, I think that's, that is my belief, as well as, of course, their incredible execution. They're, they're amazing players, but I think that's the thing which gives them the edge over most of the rest of the field right now, like the Ike Haxons of the world, who I think are trying to be execution perfect. Yeah. I think it's easier and, and harder. It's easier for... Um, Adamo to win a tournament than, than Haxton because Adamo's seen everything Haxton's going to do and Haxton hasn't seen everything Adamo's going to do, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. It is interesting stuff. So those are the two most interesting tournament players. Yeah. Who are the two most interesting gardeners? Mm. Okay. Well, I know one, obvious. One's yeah. an obvious one. Right, right. Sarah from... Oh, from New York. Okay, sure. I mean, that's number two for me, not number oh, one. Oh, that's not number one? Chauncey Gardner is number one. Chauncey Gardner. Do you not know who that is? No. <sighs> okay. Who's Chauncey Gardner? Me and a nation weeps for your lack of literacy. Okay, let's <laughs> a get nation it. weeps. Let's get Grant. on with it. Um, it's from a book, Grant. A book. It's from a book. What's a book? <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, don't worry about being there. You ever have you never like seen the movie or heard of the book? No. It's actually a fabulous book, and uh, I haven't seen the movie, but Peter Sellers and it was a loved movie as well. Um, and it's sort of about a guy who is. Um, I would say he has, it's about a dude who's like an IQ of like 85 or 90. Um, this takes, this was written like in the 40s or 50s. This is going to be very quick, don't worry. Oh, uh, better actually. be. Jesus. And it's basically, he sort of fails upward all the way to being like the vice president of the United States, like slowly but surely. And he never tries. He's just, all he ever wants to do is be a gardener. People call him, his first name is Chauncey. People call him Chauncey Gardner because he said he wanted to be a gardener, but they misunderstood and he doesn't understand. And so they, just, they think that's his name. He's a gardener. And, he, and anytime anyone asks him or anything, he always just talks about gardening, but they think he's making these really ex, like deep metaphors for different things, whatever it is they're talking about. And they, he keeps getting promoted and better jobs and better jobs. And it's, it's quite delightful. Okay. Now I know. Chauncey Gardner, number one gardener. Sarah, though. You asked. Sarah from New York. She does carrots different than anybody else. <laughs> Is it really about the carrots? She's like the Sean Winter of gardening, whereas maybe this Chauncey Gardner guy is more of the Adamo, you know? I think it, No, I think he's the Ike Haxton. Oh, okay. Is that... Maybe that's a put-down? I didn't mean for it to be Ike. Ike, it was a friendly thing. I was saying he's... He's coming after you. execution. Ike is coming after you now. Chauncey was a wonderful gardener. Ike? Was he? I don't know. He, he talked he about spoke. It. He talked a big game. Yeah, I don't know about anything else, really. Okay, well, good. This is what happened. This is what happened. All right, um... Let's play the Hendon game for Sean Winter because I don't actually know. You know, I was looking up and then my internet went out, so I'm waiting for it to come back before I can play. Yeah, the I think the internet is actually dead right now. Yeah, so, so I can't do it, but um, but I I will do it at some point during this podcast when it pops back, like it will. Um, not worried about it, bro. Um, but yeah, uh, I can't do it yet. Okay, fine. No Hendon game. That's fine. Are we going to do anything else, or are we just going to? I, I mean, I guess we lives? could just let's just talk about the hand. It's it's an interesting enough hand. We don't need to do too it much is, stuff. Uh, this is like the first... By the way, you, I always do some weird thing in the opening. You always critique it. We just sort of skipped all that because this hand, as far as I'm concerned, demands full attention. This hand is that good and that interesting to me. All right, let's pay attention. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Sean Winter has 246K in front of him at the 1503K level, as Jonathan mentioned early on. This is the early pieces of the Super High Roller Bowl. There's nobody's... Nobody's going to make any money by, by laddering up at, at any point here. Right. We're just trying to accumulate chips and crush all of the fish in the field. Uh, Sean Winter has 246K. 
opens to 7K from the hijack with two red 10s, uh, 10 of diamonds, 10 of hearts. Those are the red ones for those who are unaccustomed. Oh, that's to great, which... that you, great that you really enumerated that. Well, part. sometimes people play with four-color decks, you know. That's true, but then they wouldn't be the two red 10s, would they? No, right? but they, the they are not playing with a four-color deck. Ah, so they are the red 10s. By the way, repetition, we should have all decks be four-color decks. Um, you know, the players apparently do not want it. Like, like um, I think I saw somewhere that... One of the bigger tours tried to do it, and there was just basically a mutiny of the players. They Why? were all upset about it. They just think it looks wrong. They don't believe me. I'm all for it, a hundred percent for it. I sometimes will mistake something because I look at the black thing. Yeah, rarely, but it, why would we ever allow that to happen? I always had my four color deck on it whenever I was playing online. That's oh for yeah, sure. online I always have four color deck. Seems obvious, right? Like why wouldn't you? It's super weird not to have it. These things be more distinctive, but the people have spoken at least for now. Hey, if you're on our Discord and you disagree that there should be four color decks, then leave the Discord. I don't no. want get out of here. Don't listen to him. I don't you want you. Speak up. Your voice is important. All right, you can speak up. I'll delete it. You leave the Discord. No, Grant is not the bully he pretends to be. He's a, he's a sweet, sweet little boy. I'll bake <laughs> you some croissants. Yeah, don't worry about him. But I will. He's not going to say anything. I will remove anything. you. All right, two red tents. Yes, because we're playing with a two color deck here. Sean Winter, he's going to open to seven K. So far, he's not doing anything special or weird. He's just got two tens and he's opening. It's amazing that he's managed not to do something. He didn't make it like 30K. He didn't do something strange. He doesn't do that part of it weird. We don't, don't, well, we don't know what he we does. We don't see him usually yeah. do that, that part of it weird, yeah. Michael Adamo, a.k.a. the Viper. I just, <laughs> no one calls him that, I right? just made that nickname yeah. up. But okay, it, so now. It's a pretty good nickname. The Viper. It is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, he's got 297K, so about 100 bigs. Winter's 99. The, about. 99 bigs. 99 bottles of big on the wall. Nice. Uh, Sean Winter is the effective stack with 246. Yep. Adamo has two black aces. You should three bet. That's spades and clubs. Yeah, he's going to. <laughs> uh, 24,500. Okay. Seems fine, normal, whatever. Um, yeah. What position is he in again? The button, excuse me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, that's, it's a little big, but when they're this deep, um, and also probably being Adamo, you probably just get... I mean, who can fold to an Adamo? I think he always anything. sizes it up. And yeah, he just spots. he just goes big. Yeah. He's just a big guy with his big bets and his big personality. Sure. <laughs> stuff. Is there anything for Sean Winter to do but call? I mean, with two tens, it wouldn't really occur to me to do anything other than call here for sure, right? It's only eight blinds, right? It's not wildly expensive. Um, we're still very deep, ultimately, because we started the hand with 246K as Sean Winter, which is, what, 82 blinds. Mm -hmm. So I don't think we want to bloat this pot and get, and get potentially blown off it or play a really big pot out of position against Michael Adamo with a, only a pretty good hand. I don't know why we do anything but call. Yep. Seems, I mean, against pretty much every player, this is the answer. Maybe a Mizraki you can four bet against. I, mean, I don't know. You're going to have to four bet go with it. Right? Yeah. So you, are you willing to blow up your entire tournament hoping he didn't get there this time to win the eight blinds because he's going to fold a lot when we four bet. Yeah, right? it's better to let the Mizraki fire away, most likely. Exactly. Like, Adamo's going to put a lot of chips in post-flop, and he definitely doesn't have to have us beat here. Yep. <laughs> That's for sure. So calling makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it's right. fine. So it's good. That is what Sean Winter is going to do. Okay. And I have put on a personal hotspot so we can play the Hendon game. You are the greatest. But you're going to play it this time. No! Okay. You're not good at it as like I'm I am. No, you're a, you're a freaking... Don't look. No, come up with a number before you look. So okay. That way we can play. We can, both, can play. we can play together. Okay, let me let me go first, though, because you're going to anchor me because you're always right. All right, well, so. let's... Don't, don't say anything. I got to think about it. Okay. All right, I got you're my... You're worried about me anchoring you? You're the greatest. I'm, I it's got like my Babe number. Ruth being worried about, uh, you know... 
a little leaguer, like swinging one. She's like, oh, that's going to mess up my whole thing. Now I've seen your form, I've little got, leaguer. I've got my number. <laughs> okay. Um, Sean Winter, I don't think it's that high. I'm going to go 17 million. 19 million. All right. That's what I thought of. What is the answer? If I'm right or closer, I get money. If you're right, yeah. obviously you get nothing because that's not. 23 million. Fuck. We were in the general neighborhood, I'm yeah. going to say. You were closer, as always. I'm happy to be sort of close. Yep. 23. And where does that place him on the overall time list? That's 29th. Oh, that, that high. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know where Adamo, where was Adamo last time we talked about him? He was like around 20 million or something. I thought he was like around 30. Was he that high already? I thought so. There was a time when we did a Michael Adamo, Jake Schindler hen before Schindler had the whole controversy. Mm. And I remember Schindler had twice Adamo's hen in at that time. Oh, wow. Which was 28 million to Adamo's 14 million. Really? Yeah. Jeez. But Adamo's obviously won some since well, then. Well, it's hard for him to have gotten 16 million, though, since then. I don't Let's find out. Well. Okay, it's fun. Let's just take a look. He's got more than Sean Winter, I've got to believe. I mean, 23 million? I don't know. He's we'll got see. to. Nope. He's really? got 21 million. He's a chump. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> Australian barbecue chump. Australian barbecue yeah. chump. That's actually a dish on the menu at Outback Steakhouse. <laughs> <laughs> That and the blooming onion. It's delicious. Outback Steakhouse, by the way. Bring your whole family. <laughs> All episodes now streaming. Yeah, we don't we don't have sponsors no, from them. No. All right. Not Sean yet. Winter versus Michael Adamo. Two two red tens against two black aces. Winter has called the three bet out of position. Fifty six thousand five hundred in the pot. The flop is three of clubs. Hey, wait! I forgot about the suggestors. Oh my! Oh my! What God. is with you today? You don't have any internet. Oh yeah, that's but so, you. But the suggestions are right in front of you. I know. You know. <laughs> it's Casper. It's sure. Wesley Cannon, who also did the solving on this hand. Oh, but he couldn't get the the trifecta, the infamous trifecta, where, where he's, he's in the hand also be the subject of the hand. Right. Or you could be the one breaking down the hand, I guess. Sure. So it's easier for me to do it than him. Anyway, he anyway. he suggested he's also going to do solver work. We haven't seen his solver work. We will take a look at it and come back after our analysis to see what the solver had to say about this fascinating hand. Wow. Also, Chris Jones, who by now must have a sandwich in his name at his local. I mean, sandwich by now shop. it's been like. Otherwise, like Chris, if you're listening and you don't, don't say it, and careful, you, and you don't have one, yeah, you know what to do. That's all <laughs> I'm going to say. <laughs> wow, you said it without saying it. Yeah. Wow. Big Fish Theory, who's been coming on pretty yeah, strong recently, yeah. and also has probably my favorite name, and Mark Testart. Who's back? He's like he feels all the young bucks catching up, and it's yeah, like, he's like they're starting. To, they're getting ready to pave over my face. I'm out Rushmore he's here. Like, I didn't want to be the Australian chump. That's a perfect <laughs> Australian accent. Australian Barbie chump. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, the flop. Okay, three of clubs, jack of spades, eight of clubs. So fifty-six five in the pot. Yeah. Winter checks his two tens. That makes plenty of sense. Sure. Damo bets his aces. How much do you want to bet? Um, there's fifty-six five in the pot. Jack, eight, three, two clubs. We have the ace of clubs in our hand. I think we just want to bet some normal amount. We had made it 24, I don't know, like 20K. Yeah, he bets 19K. Oh, cool. Which is obviously better than 20K. <laughs> That's fine. I'm just glad that, you know, I, I, whenever you ask me these questions, I always have to look at the, at the pot size and not see what the bet is because Grant has all the notes for what happens yeah. in the hand. But I'm able to do that, of course, and get to play the game, which is the most fun. It's so fun. I feel glad that, you know, I got within 1,000 of Michael Adamo. I'm that good. Congratulations. Execution perfect. <laughs> like I can't. Is that like your 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 handle as a as a top gun instructor? Oh, Ex- that's a execution good one, perfect. Yeah, there's yeah. Maverick and Iceman and Execution Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Um, all right. 
It's Sean Winter, so anything could happen here, but it feels like calling is the thing to do. It would be weird to raise, I think. It would. It seems really weird. Sean to Winter raise. makes it 300K. I'm <laughs> kidding. He calls. Okay. He's so. got a normal bone or two in his body, so he's going to use those yeah. to open to 7K, call the three bet, and then call this bet. But Everything... I would like to say, don't worry, the weirdness is coming, and it's coming soon. Yeah, so so far he's been using all the normal bones in his body. Now he's going to start using the weird jello bones that don't make any sense. Hallelujah. Yeah. The pot is 94,500 tournament chips. Yep. Nitro betting. Oh, you, you went can, there. You can find tournament chips there. You can find cash chips there. You can find sports betting. You can find casino games. You can find love. Yeah, especially love. Yeah. I mean, imagine the stories you'll tell your great-great-grandchildren because, of course, technology will advance to such a point that everybody will have great-great-grandchildren. And I don't mean because you're old. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Trippy, man. Do not play that out too far in your head's audience. Do not do it. That's a good point. But do play out in your heads what it would be like to use the link in the description of this podcast when you sign up for Nitro Betting, getting access to all of our cool promotions, including the serum <laughs> <laughs> that allows for the well, uh, come on. Great great grandchildren. Dude. <laughs> I, oh God, we're in so much trouble. <laughs> All I can say is a Lannister always pays their debts. And uh, so Nitro Betting, the place to be for all those things. But, of course, there's, you know, March Madness stuff. They'll do that for you. They'll give you free entry into March. <laughs> Jonathan feels like I went I too mean, far. I mean, it's problematic, but okay. I mean, come on. <laughs> come on. Live a little. <laughs> Live a little in your life. I mean, I don't want to go there to talk about it. But We're not I, talking about but it. But it's hard not to. Talk about the promotions then. Yes, the promotions. You like do it the March Madness bracketization challenge. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? You're going to have to explain this. That's where you make a bracket for the March of Madness, and it's a wonderful... Is that offensive now? Probably. It didn't used to be, but now it might be. Yeah. Well, you know what? If it offends Italians, I'm glad. Okay. Let the Italians be offended yeah, for once. Okay, you, you They've were been coddled for too long. You were worried about this? Ad? I'm trying to distract from the shit you said, and this is all I can think to do. This is, I'm throwing my body in front of the bullets for you here. Talk about the promotions. Okay. Um, so they always have awesome promotions for people who sign up using the link, um, which is, of course, the Poker Eyes link. Uh, sometimes it's like what we just did, which is a free survivor pool, and we're down to like three people left and $1,000 or so to be one. Just a free roll, no bigs, easy to do. Um, we always have, of course, the Poker Guys uh, tournament at the end of the month. That's super sweet. But they just throw in other promotions every so often which is like free money for you just because. It's amazing. You're, you're fools not to be part of it if you aren't. Yep, get the serum. All right, so still 94500 in the pot after the bet and call on the flop. <laughs> the turn is the nine of clubs, which shouldn't make anybody too happy. There is now three clubs on the board. Is the serum supposed to make it so you stop aging? I'm not going to say. Because if that's what it is, it's not as bad. I'm as the stuff I was thinking. I'm about. just not going to say because I hope that's what it is. I you have to then you're not old. You can still have great grandchildren. Like everyone's thirty. That's the way you get there. I hope. Think what you want. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> nine of clubs on the turn. Okay. Three of clubs. Eight of clubs. Jack of spades. Nine of clubs. Mm. The board has gotten a little wet. Yes, but kind little, of wet in a good way for both players. A little swampy. A little bog. Both players pick up a pretty good draw here. It's like if you threw a stick into the into the bog, and it kind of got stuck, and it's all moist. That's what the, the board is like. Um, it's a little wet. Yeah, Winter picks up the open-ender. Adamo picks up the nut-flush draw. Cool. Winter, again, has two red tens, so he could be drawing dead, you know, in some cases. Yes. Yes, he could. And obviously, only six of his open-ender outs feel any good at all. Yeah. Uh, 
So, and of course, he would be losing if any of the clubs came in. Sean Winter is going to do the most normal thing in the world and just lead for 10K. Yeah. Into 94,500. Sure. Discuss, because what the hell just happened? I mean, he thinks he's okay. (laughs) (laughs) He thinks He's he's trying to get to the river. He's trying to basically realize his equity cheaply, right? That's what he's trying to do. So he thinks if he checks, it's going to cost him a lot more money a lot of the time. Um, which he doesn't love. He also thinks probably on this board now, when the third club comes, if he leads, it's incredibly hard to raise him without actually having a flush. Even if he leads for 10K, though? It's still not super easy to raise when there's still a street to Yeah, it is Sean Winter, and you can expect to get jammed on a decent amount. Sean Winter will have it sometimes here. I'm sure he will. I believe that about him. So... So he bets 10K, unless you have, if you have the ace, queen of clubs, congratulations. Guess what? He can probably fold to a raise anyway now, right? Like, yeah. Like, whatever. Now, Adamo having just the ace of clubs, though, does give Adamo some room if he won. Now, because he's got two aces, he doesn't need to bluff. Um, I guess we could talk about him raising for value, but it gets weird, because what if Sean Winter has the king, queen of clubs, yeah. or the whatever, whatever of clubs? Like, he can have all those things, right? And he can have a set that he is not folding. Absolutely. He can have a straight that he's not folding. He can have queen 10. Yeah. Um, so it just seems to me like this is, this is just a realize, realize your equity bet super cheap. It's less than you would pay. You know you're not getting a fold. You know you're getting called from 100% of Adamo's range here. Maybe he can fold, like, ace 7 of diamonds. It's got a gut shot. Is it going to fold for 10K? Ace 6 position? of diamonds. How about that? Maybe, maybe a six of diamonds falls, but this is what we're t- like essentially nothing. Right? Yeah, eighty percent, ninety-five percent of the of the range is calling or something crazy like that, right? Yeah. Um. So it's not about that. It's just about realizing your equity as cheaply as possible. Um. And then if he gets there on the river, which really is just making your straight, because even a ten now a queen has you beat. You can't really bet big. Mm-hmm. But if you if you hit the offsuit queen or the offsuit seven, you can size it up, and you can have missed. You can have missed your club draw. Yeah, you know, and if so, there's there's reason to get heroed, um, and if you don't, well, we can worry about that then. But the pot isn't much bigger than it's basically whatever the turn bet would have been if you check, you would think anyway. Well, you said that as if it were a very normal thought process that a lot of players have and do. I know, and it's weird to do this with no fold equity. That's the thing. Like you can you can size in a way that it's cheaper than you would have to pay the turn, but also include fold equity. And Sean Winter chooses not. He to He bet do that. like twelve percent of the pot. Right. He could have bet. Because um, what Adamo bets nineteen k, there's ninety four five in he there. Bet twenty two k exactly. Like if Adamo has nothing, this sucks. If he has Ace King of Hearts here and the third club comes and it's twenty two k, I I mean he could call, but he could be drawing dead or nearly dead. Um, it's a horrible spot, right? So it's weird to only bet ten because ten just feels like Adamo can be like I'm losing, I'm I'm drawing dead sometimes. I call for ten. Like, whatever. It's three blinds. I'm in position. Of course I call. Do you think Sean Winter is just in his mad scientist lab all the time coming up with these plans? Or if this just comes to him in the moment sometimes to do this type of sizing in this spot? I think he's actually got this stuff planned out. Yeah. Um, when I think about the handy play against Ali where he six bet, right click six bet um, with ace five and then bet tiny on the flop, tiny on the turn. And I think finally shoved the river. I think so. But he bet so small on the flop and turn, like Ali was sort of forced to call with almost everything. Yeah. It was weird. I think that's absolutely lines he's, he thinks a lot about. And he's, he's trying to be, do the whole, like, I'll show him something he's never seen before. Good luck figuring this one out, buddy. Like, like you might get it right, but it's not because you planned for it. You're certainly not going to, like, feel comfortable at any point. And I think just the notion of being able to make some of these players be uncomfortable in spots is a huge victory at this level. 
I agree. And I think that's the podcast that we did, that one that you referred yeah. to just now, where we came up with the term Sean Wintering, which means to keep your options alive right. at all times, to never cap yourself. Oh, I thought that was the one where he had like Queen 10. That was, we referred to that one uh, when we were talking about it and coming up I with see. the term. We used the, the Congress of those two hands yes. to come up with the term of Sean Wintering. That was the, the idea of keeping your options open yeah. is a big thing. And like checking here, I mean, it's often going to go check, check when the nine of clubs comes, yeah. right? But not always, and it's Adamo who may put more pressure on you than a bunch of other players, too. Right? I think maybe the underlying philosophy of Sean Winter's game is to always remain uncapped and use small bets to do it so it doesn't cost you a lot. I mean, by calling the Adamo three-bet preflop, he's not completely un- I mean, he's not completely capped, but he's mostly capped, right? I mean, he's a little bit uncapped. Still. I mean, I guess on this board, he's, he can be uncapped, right? Yeah. He can certainly have the nuts. He can have um, sets. Yeah. He can have all on this board specifically, yeah. Yeah. But when he bets 10,000, I mean, it doesn't look like he's got a monster, but of course he can. We I know mean, it's possible. Yeah, that's what I'm... I mean, like he, he can do it cheaply because people know he's not just a, a recreational player who's exactly. betting small because he has a medium strength hand. Uh, he's blocking, and that's all he's... I mean, that is kind of what he's doing here, but but that's not all he's going to do it with, so it doesn't matter. Right. I, I, I really believe he could have the king, queen, and clubs and bet 10,000 yeah. to Adamo. Yeah, I do too. So that's so, awesome. So I, I think that's the Sean Wintering that's going on here. He's just like, I'm always uncapped. What are you going to do about it? Yeah. You know, and it's going to be cheap for me, and it might get expensive for you. Right. And that's so, the whole plan. Yeah, I have the leverage here because I'm going to decide. Assuming you don't raise me right now, by the yeah. way. Because if you raise me, well, I'm just going to fold, and that's fine. And I lost me. 10K instead of a lot yeah. more by check calling when you were going to bet a lot bigger than 10K. And if you have Ace King with the Ace of Clubs, the naked Ace of Clubs, and you bluff me, congratulations. Like, sometimes I'll have it. Like, I right. didn't have it this time. So, so maybe... A piece of when you Sean Winter is when you are uncapped and you can easily have the nuts and you can bet really small. And even though you bet so small, it still works effectively as a blocker bet where you can fold to a raise because how can they raise an uncapped player? Mm-hmm. You know, until they start adjusting really well for that, which Adam was a candidate to. But it's really tough to, to raise an uncapped player without having a really good hand. I mean, it all comes back to frequencies, right? So, like, even though Winter can have the nuts here or something close to it, um, how often is he leading for 10K with a hand that strong? He needs to be able to be balanced here. Otherwise, they will just start to blow him off these spots. Right, but the math is so in Winter's favor that he doesn't have to be that balanced. The other thing is, let's say Adamo does a normal raise. Now, I know Adamo sometimes won't do normal raise, but let's say right now, it's, there's, now there's 104.5 in the pot after the 10K bet by Winter, and Adamo makes it 55, 70. That's not that different than what a turn bet would have been anyway. Yeah. So Winter really gets to decide. It's almost like if I'm checking and calling the turn, I get to still have that that same decision. But sometimes now I get a 10K turn instead, and I also take the initiative. Yeah. And if I get there on the river, I get to bet, and I'm not donking out on the river suddenly when the the force rate is there and stuff like that. It's all very interesting stuff. It's really weird. Um... I'm curious how he actually does compared to like some of the other great players right now. If we take the top 15 guys who play in these all the time, top 10, whatever it is, is he like in the top five or is he like near the bottom of that group? My guess is actually at the bottom, but I, I admit I don't really know. I don't think he's at the bottom. Of like the top 10 guys who play? Yeah. Oh, of the top 10 yeah, guys. Yeah, only not, not like, yeah, like the da- David Peters... Stephen Chidwick, Michael Adamo, Justin Bonomo, these guys. Yeah, he might like be of the that bottom. group. Is, is he like because those are the the regs basically the the high quality regs? Yeah. who play this is he among the worst of the high quality regs? Which doesn't mean you're not profitable. You're probably still profitable in these games. Um, but well, like, but like I would guess Bonomo's significantly more profitable just based on all of his history and watching him play. Well, since uh, since August eighth, he's had two seconds, 
three seconds, a first and a fourth in 10Ks and 25Ks, Sean Winter has. I mean, that's cool, but of course, you know, that's noise, like statistical noise. Yeah. He's probably playing a lot of these things, and so is everyone else. And someone, you know, every, every so often, some people go on hot streaks, and that's really good. We know he's very, very, very good. It's not a question of that, right? It's a question of the other thing. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at his 2022, and there's almost no way he's down in 2022 based on, yeah, these scores. No, I believe it. I would be shocked if he was down. Yeah. Anyway, so he bets 10K. He bets 10K. Can you raise as Michael Adamo with aces in the ace of clubs? Like, this is what Sean Winter does to you. It's like, I really don't want to let him get away for 10K on this card. You know, it sucks. Well, we are in position. Yeah. And there's another street to come. So... We don't have to let him really get away with anything, right? We can always put money in later. Yeah. If we feel like, you know, we, we can get more information, basically, both on what the board is going to be and what he bets, if he bets the river. So I don't know if I love a raise, just because as long as he's capable of doing this with a really big hand, that he is going to punish us. Like, like the thing that would be a disastrous to raise and get shoved on, and now we have to fucking fold aces with I ace know, clubs. but this is what's so what powerful about what Sean Winter does. Like, yes. what if the, the river is innocuous, like a red deuce, and Winter bets like 30K? Can you raise? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Probably not. Probably not. He can have queen 10. He can have clubs. Probably not. Yeah. We have the ace of clubs. That's cool, but he can have other clubs for sure. So this also kind of... In earlier stages of tournaments, when we're deeper, it mitigates getting cooler for winter. He doesn't lose as big of pots when he has, you know, medium strength, right. second best hands that are destined to lose. I mean, looking at this pot right now, winter, by putting in 10K, if he checks, we think Adamo probably is going to bet like 70,000, right? Something he's got the like ace of clubs in his hand. I think he's probably betting. Probably. Most of the time. Sometimes guys are going to check that club. Maybe just because that's a, a card he's often checking. Maybe because he actually has a made hand. Maybe he checks this sometimes. But if he's betting, he's betting like 70K. And I don't think winter can just fold on this card. Probably not. So now, so saving 60K, keeping the pot smaller, he's really feels like he sort of wrested control of this hand away from Adamo just with this one tiny little bet. Yeah. It's freaking cool. It makes me want to try it more. Me too. Although I wouldn't recommend it to everybody to go try to find spots to do this because I think he's got it pretty well figured out when a spot comes up that it makes sense to do it. I agree. But the only way to figure it, well, not the only way. One of the best ways to figure it out is to start doing it. Yeah. You know, you got to try it and then you see where it works and where it doesn't. And then you got to think about what, you know, talk about it. Maybe you could just plan it all out ahead of time and do it really well. But I think most people learn by doing and learning from doing rather than just, just planning. If you want to try to Sean Winter, I have two pieces of advice that are, you know, for me, not Sean Winter. So they might not be that good, but this is my take on it. Uh, one is don't do it in cash games, only do it in tournaments. Because, you know, people don't really fold in cash games anyway, a lot of the time, especially to small bets. I mean, he's not trying to get Adamo to fold here for 10 Not necessarily, though. but... I don't, I don't think it's as effective in cash games overall. Like, you need to have threats of, of magnitudes that are bigger than you can threaten in cash games, hmm. such, as, such as existential tournament threat. Okay. Um, and number two is only do it when the way the hand is played out at this point, you can have the nuts. You're uncapped. Ah, having the nuts or the near nuts. Yeah. A, a hand that you can go with. Let's, let's right. even call yeah. it that. Right? Okay, so you're, you're close to uncapped, if not uncapped. Yeah, you, you have to threaten to the other player, like, I really might go with this hand right. based on the way the action has played out so far. Like Adamo's sitting here, and he's like, well, I do have the ace of clubs, and there's three clubs out there, but, you know, king ten of clubs, queen ten of clubs, those are hands that are never folding no matter what I do. By the way, a set probably isn't folding. Yeah. Either he can have all that stuff, 
that ain't great. By the way, I want to push back a little bit on one piece of your advice. I'm not sure you can't do some of this stuff in cash games. Yeah, you think? I think it might be interesting to play with. I would have said you couldn't do this in tournaments against the top players, but apparently you can. It's so just every, I'm open to it. Every bet feels more impactful in tournaments, and I think that's a big key to this. That like, is true. Imagine you're playing a 5-5 a five, five cash game, and you are three bet to $70 pre-flop when you call, and there's a bet on the flop of $100, and you have this hand. Right. And so in, in this cash game, that means you're betting like $30 on the turn. You're leading for $30. Oh, okay. Right. It doesn't really feel like anything. Um, I mean, you don't think you're going to get folds? No. But neither does Adamo here. Like, I'm oh, sorry, neither does Winter here. Winter's not betting 10K to get a fold. I know, but I think. So he's just, he's just I trying to see I think you might get raised cheap. more often in the cash game. I think it depends on your opponent. But if Adamo doesn't feel he can raise here, that's interesting to me because Adamo's a guy who would assume would attack all this stuff. It's because Winter's balanced enough, though. That's yeah. what he knows that. So you just have to be able to be balanced enough in the cash games against, or, or by the way, deeply unbalanced against guys who are going to raise you all the time. Maybe you should start just donking out with the nuts, tiny, against guys who are going to, if you're afraid you're going to get well, raised. Well, that's a, a different thing than Sean Wintering. That's just. Well, that's, I, I mean, I think you're trying to, well, okay, maybe it's a little different, but I would say you're always trying to customize your approach for your current opponent, right? Sure. So. If you if there's a guy who's just gonna you think is gonna pounce on this, you should do it with value almost always, not a hundred percent, but yeah. most of the time, and do it with strong value and uh, punish the hell out of him for yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think that's anything new. I think it's new what Sean Winter is doing. Do you but... think really? You think a tiny donk out of position on the turn with the nuts or near nuts is not new? I've been doing cash? I've been doing that in tournaments a lot. Like for my entire tournament career against against players who can't help themselves. And, okay. it's, and it's completely unbalanced. But haven't we been talking this entire time about the difference between tournaments and cash with yeah. this play? Yeah. So I'm talking about cash. Okay. Fair. I push back. All right. Try it in cash. I think, I I think don't it's care. a cool thing to play with. Michael Adamo calls. I mean, I guess it's... I think that's right. If he raised, I wouldn't think it was crazy. Yeah. But I think I like a call better because how dumb would it be to rate to make it fifty thousand even or sixty thousand whatever and just get piled on and now you're like, am I supposed to call off here? I have the ace of clubs. Is that good enough? When he takes this line, I don't have to call off all these chips. You know, I don't mind keeping the pot small here as a damo. Are you ready for more? I'm so ready. This is where I okay. Here we go. I'm so excited for the river. 114k in the pot now. I can't believe what happens on the river. The river is the three of hearts pairing the board. So the flop was three of clubs, jack of spades, eight of clubs. The turn was the nine of clubs. There are three clubs on the board. There's a straight that's possible. Three of hearts hits the board, pairing the three. Yep. Sean Winter, I'm just going to tell you what he does. <laughs> okay. We don't have to talk about what he should do. Yeah. Because this is what he does. He bets 12,000. He bet 10 on the turn into 94.5. He bets 12 on the river into 114. Such a strange... So what the hell? Why? This is no longer keeping your options Now open. we're just block betting. Yeah. Right? That's all we're like. Can we get to the river super, super cheap and see if we win? Yeah. <sighs> yeah, that's what it seems like. The, the, now this, against the, this kind of an opponent, we have the additional little potential thing is we might induce a bluff sometimes by betting the small on the river, right? Like, yeah. So that's kind of a cool way to, maybe we get more, Big bets, bluffs out of Adamo than we otherwise would if we checked. Yeah. Maybe that's the thinking. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we get to get called. And even if we lose, we actually lose for less than because we, we, if we were check calling at least some amount of the time. Um, and we also induce more bluffs than we would by checking. Maybe, that, maybe it's kind of awesome that way. We get to get to showdown when we lose cheaper some of the time and induce more bluffs when we're ahead some of the time. 
Is it too small, though? It's we, so small. Like, I feel like maybe we bet 20K at least, the 114. I mean, is it... Why, uh, does it matter? I don't know. At some point, the sizing matters. Of course, but what's, I don't know. What's the 4K, critical... 12K, 20K into 114. I guess 4K, Adamo is going to feel like... You have to raise with aces for 4K. There's no question because it's a check. 12K is close to a check also. <laughs> yeah. What about like 27K? 27K feels like an actual bet. That's true. Okay. I'll give you that. It's just a very interesting thing. It's really interesting. Well, what are you supposed to do as a Damo? The board is paired. So there's full houses are possible. Well, if Winter had Jack 9 or Jack 8 or 8, 9, you just you, you beat him now. So that's nice. That is beautiful. Yeah. Um, if Winter had... Uh, a flush, he's maybe block betting to get value with his flush sometimes. If Winter has a flush, he's never raising you if you raise. That's the good news. That's true. Um, also, you could put him in kind of hell because we have the ace of clubs. So, never, so if he has a flush, he doesn't even have the nut flush. He's not going to fold to Michael Adamo. I don't think he ever can. Yeah. Yeah, he's just going to have to call it off with like the queen X of clubs or the king, king ten of clubs or something like that, right? King, queen of clubs, whatever. I think we have to raise his Damo when he bets 12K. I, do too. Like, I think we do, too. I think it's weird not to raise. Now, how much should we actually raise? Adamo has, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Winter has effectively 181 back. Yeah. Right? There's about 120, there's 126 in the pot. What's a good amount? What are we targeting? We're targeting a jack. Yeah, like ace jack or yeah. king jack suited or something, yeah. right? Maybe queens, yeah. whatever, something like that. Um, Okay, what's an amount that's going to get called by those kinds of hands? Because it, it doesn't look as strong when we raise. That's the good news because he bets so small, yeah. right? So, so they may feel like they have to call. So top pair. We should maybe size it in such a way that we pretend the bet didn't happen. Like, how right. much would we value better? That's what I think you should do. I agree. So, like, 75K? Yeah, anywhere 50 to 75, I think, is yeah. good. So, like, 40% to 68% yeah. of the pot or whatever. Yeah. 68. Seems reasonable. Seems like we can get a lot of value there. We can fold to a three-bet. Usually. Oh, God. It's so painful. But yeah, we're just going to have to. Yeah. I think so. But how can he, how can he three bet us without having it? He just He's, he's got to have a full house to three yeah, bet he's got to like Jack Jack or whatever, yeah. nine, nine, whatever it is. He just has to. Yeah. yeah. So that's fine. Yeah. And we can be like, cool, we, we would have lost more had he checked the turn and we bet it. And then we bet the river and he check raises all in or whatever. So, so I think us. our thought process there was a pretty standard thought process yeah. for experienced tournament players. Yep. And that's what a lot of people would conclude. <laughs> yep. And Michael Adamo... As we know, has been doing things differently, and it's been working very well for him. It's time to fuck with the dials, everybody. He moves in for 193k effective instead of you know raising to that type of amount. Okay, I just need to talk about what just actually happened. So the pot had after the bet, <laughs> the pot had 126,000 in it. Adama moves in for 193, which is you know 64 blinds. Yeah, when he doesn't have to. Um, he could raise to a much more normal amount. This is like, okay, I watched this happen live or yeah. whatever on delay, but you know, whatever. Um, 30 minutes after it happened, I was watching it. And I was like, Adam was definitely going to raise here. He has to raise. And then he raised for 193, which blew my freaking mind. I was like, how can he get called by a worse hand? Is, I, is all I could think of. Like, this seems like it's a mistake. It's got to be a how, value raise though, right? It, it feels like it has to be, unless he's trying to actually get a worse flush to fold because he's got the ace of clubs, and it's so much now. It isn't a 50K raise. Now it's everything raise, and, um, but there's nothing to and indicate, the board's paired. There's nothing to indicate that Winter would have a flush instead of a full house. Um, right, because he only bet 10K on the turn. He yeah. could do that with the set for sure. Yeah. For sure. Well, if, Winter can ha if Winter's truly uncapped, this seems like a horrible play to me. 
Yeah, for 193, where he can snap call with all of his good stuff. Well, Michael Adamo tries to find value where others do not. Yeah. And that is what's going on here. It's crazy. There's a second crazy thing that happens. Winter goes into the fucking tank. Yeah, he doesn't just immediately fold. This seems like you would fold instantly, but Winter really starts thinking and uses like multiple times. So this cards. is obviously a good play by Michael Adamo. It seems like I was so shocked, one, that Adamo moved in, and then so, so shocked that Winter did not instantly throw his hand away. He's like, well, if he has the naked Ace of Clubs is making this play, I guess congratulate. If he has Ace Jack and it's because he blocks top full and he's making this play, congratulations. By the way, I'm losing to that anyway now that I think about it. Yeah. I only have tens. Like, what can I ever call with here? How can I call? I can't call. This is an easy fold. But no, Winter goes into a hardcore, like, two-and-a-half-minute, three-minute tank here. Okay. So Adamo's doing something right because as we were saying before, maybe the, one of the, a big victory in this is just putting people in spots they haven't planned for or thought about, which it seems like, how could you ever think about this exact spot as Sean Winter? This is no, so far away from normal. Yep. All right. So let's get in Sean Winter's head right now and see what he's thinking. Okay. I'm going to try my best here, like, how you don't just snap fold, because we can use distribution. Are we just going to skip why Adamo moved in? Or can we just not even begin to figure that out? Because we I, th- really I think we that. kind of got into it. I mean, it's just like... He, it seems to me that he is willing to put his tournament life on the line for massive value in spots that he thinks it's at least possible that he can get it. Right, sure. But if he's getting snapped off by most of the hands that are beating him... Yeah, I don't think this is a bluff. Right. I understand. Yeah. So then he has to believe he can get heroed by worse. Yeah. That's fascinating. I think a lot of this might have to do with him having the ace of clubs in his hand. He mm-hmm. might not do this with two red aces. I would, it would seem crazy to do yeah. two red aces. Yeah. So he knows that the winter doesn't have the nut flush in his range. Sure. So that's slightly helpful. Winter can have full houses, as you said. Winter yeah. can have other strong flushes, like second and third nut flushes. I don't know if he's folding those to Adamo or not for a shove. I don't know. Maybe Adamo recognizes that winter has more combos of jacks in his range, one, like one pair jacks, than he does... Flushes and full houses. Mm. Maybe he thinks that. When he bets 10 in... Maybe, maybe Winter's not as uncapped as we think when maybe. he makes these bets, too. Maybe that's part of what's going on. Honestly, I think it's maybe as simple as when Michael Adamo thinks there's a spot to go for value, he goes for as big a value as you can possibly go for. I got to tell you, this is fascinating because I think you're probably right, but I can at least spin a tail in, the, in other directions of like he's trying to get fucking Sean Winter to fold the flush here because it's so much and it's a 300K buy-in. I don't, I I don't think, believe I think it's the other way, but I am not 100% sure when he does this. I am not 100% sure. You can never be 100% sure when you're talking about these guys. Yeah. But I feel very strongly that this is for value. I understand that. Um, I know why you do. But it's, I feel like it's really hard to come up with the hands that can, when you're, think, when you're sitting there moving in, what's going to call me? Is a jack really going to call me for all, for, uh, for in a 300k buy-in when he can fold and he still has a lot of chips left. Sean Winter has a lot of chips left. Like, a crazy amount of chips left, right? 181k. That's 60 blinds. He can just fold and continue on relatively early in this tournament. This $300,000 buy-in was 60 blinds. It's, I mean, again, I'm going to point to general philosophy. I'm not going to give you concrete answers because I don't have them. No, that's fair. But I think part of Michael Adamo's general philosophy is understanding how little your tournament life means early in a tournament mm. compared to late in a tournament yeah. and how important it is to accumulate chips in these particular types of tournaments that have like 50 players, not the main event, which is a different thing entirely. I don't think Michael Adamo plays like this in the main event, would be my guess. 
this is like a small field right. tournament thing where it's like, I got to accumulate chips early, so I'm threatening their tournament life when it means something later. And that's way more powerful and more important than trying to stay alive and, and not make a, a minor mistake early on when I could bust. But that's fine. That's just part of the deal. I mean, it's only a minor mistake and not a major mistake if you can actually get called by worse hands, right? Yeah, Sean Winter's in the disaster. tank. Sean Winter's in the tank. I understand that, but I'm trying to get... Before we knew, Sean... Before we could pause right after Adamo goes all in... And we're talking about this before we saw Sean Winter go in the tank. I wonder what kind of conversation would we be if before you knew what happens, like that Sean Winter even thinks about it. Because I would think we get a snap fold from Sean Winter, right? That's what that yeah. would be my. If you said what happens next, I'd be like insta fold next hand, and um, and I'd be like, what is he getting called by? This seems really weird. And I believe you would have similar thoughts before we saw Winter go into the tank. Am I wrong? I'm not sure. Okay, but I think because it is Michael Adamo. I would have given a little extra credit there. Oh, look, I'm not saying it's definitely a mistake by any means. He's Michael Adamo. He's the most successful tournament player the last three years. What the fuck am I, who the fuck am I, right? This is truly, I'm not qualified in some ways to talk about what, if he's making mistakes or not at, at this level. Clearly, I'm not. And also, by the way, Sean Winter does, does go in the tank, which yeah. completely affirms where he's at. But I still don't understand what the hell's going on. And I don't think the more, gen- and I'm not saying you can explain it because. You're not Michael Adamo either. And maybe almost no one can explain it in the world. There may be three people who can explain this in the world, right? But the, the things that we're saying as reasons, I don't, I don't really, they're not strong enough for me. I don't really buy them. And all the things about accumulating chips early, you know, cool. But, like, don't you want to do that when you have a better hand? <laughs> or, like, can think of more hands that can call you that are worse and all the normal things there, we would say. I, again, I'm going to point to general philosophy. Okay. Adamo also recognizes that there are a finite number of spots. Yes. And anything that's on the margin of being a spot has to be taken as a spot mm. or else you're not doing it enough. It's right. live poker. You don't get that many hands per level. Yeah. You have to do it. Adamo also knows, and clearly this has got to play into what's going on when Sean Winter doesn't insta-fold, that his reputation is such that, like, you know, he can get calls in places and people will consider calling him and hero call him in places that very few other players can get hero called. Yeah. Right? He knows that because, look, he moves in and Sean Winter doesn't fold. What I want to know is when he moves in and Sean Winter starts throwing those time cards in, is Adamo happy or sad? <laughs> is he glad or is he like, uh-oh? <laughs> like, what's, I would love to know what's really going on there, but we'll never know. I have know. a guess. Okay. I have a guess that he's happy. I believe he thinks he's getting snapped off by a flush. I think he thinks... I think you, you probably, especially the king high flush, you just have to call against him, right? You I think Adamo to? thinks he's getting called by all flushes. That's my guess. And that he's doing this purely for value. Mm. And he's thrilled when he starts seeing the time banks going. Because uh, like, cause cause he like if, if Winter had me beat, he would have called already. Right, right. For sure. Because it's essentially flushes or full houses are the only things that yeah. beat him anyway. I guess straights. I guess queen 10 specifically yeah. doesn't beat too. Um, I wonder if queen 10 calls. Queen 10, no clubs. I mean, I don't, let's talk about tens for a second, because <laughs> yeah. that's what that's what Winter is actually contemplating with two yes. red tens. So right. let's talk about this. Let's go back. Okay. Remove all the philosophy. Yes. Let's just go to distribution. Nice, easy. How do we make our decision to Sean Winter? I know we would put this low in our distribution, but let's talk about just how low. This is this seems like a real bad hand to do this with to make the, to consider calling with. I'm going to say we do block Queen Ten. And I guess seeing that Adamo just moved in with two aces, maybe he's moving in with queen 10. He might only be doing this because he has a club. What he if he has, yeah, what if he has the queen 10? Uh, oh, no. If queen 10 of clubs is a straight flush, and he probably isn't three betting that often with queen 10 off. No, probably actually. not. 
And it's not a straight flush, I don't think, is it? Jack of spades. Oh, on the board. not even a straight flush. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, so, if, okay, if Adamo isn't doing this with queen 10, then we don't have any relevant blockers, right? Because we don't have a club in our hand. We don't, blocking queen 10 doesn't really no, we matter. No, we can't say for sure that Adamo's not doing this with queen it 10. It seems unlikely he's doing it with queen 10. Now, since he's doing it with aces, it's harder to say. He's probably raising with queen 10, though. Oh, yeah. So maybe he's raising to this amount no matter what. Maybe. So he might be doing it with queen Maybe 10. he's like, I'm taking the spot. It's the spot. Yeah. Sure, he has some flushes sometimes. You see how little he bet? He has worse hands too often. I'm not going to, I'm not avoiding this. Yeah. But so, okay, so maybe we block some of the queen tens, but if it's only queen ten suited, we block two combos. Yeah. It's hard to imagine we're getting three bet that often by a dom with queen ten off. It does seem unlikely. I think everybody likes three betting with suited hands much more than off suit hands these days, you know? I like playing suited hands better exactly. than off suit hands. That's the thing. Like, yeah. they the solver loves suited hands so much more than offsuit hands because it gives you so many more barreling opportunities, backdoor opportunities, all the different things. So, I mean, it doesn't feel like the tens are that important as opposed to just having one of those be a club even. Of course. So now, we're, we we're, this is a much worse hand than two tens with a ten of clubs. <clears throat> I'm going to go a lot further than that, obviously. Good. This is a worse hand than a jack not only because a jack is a better hand, but it blocks jacks full. Yeah, which is It's obvious. also a worse hand than a lone eight or a lone nine to call with. Right, because the same thing, you're blocking yeah. full house, is that he could be three betting. In fact, probably often is three betting pre-flop. This is like the nut low hand. This is a not a good hand to call with. It's really weird that he's even considering this. It's like, really confusing to me. For sure, anything that contains a pair on the board is a better hand than this. He anything to, that contains a club that has showdown value is a better hand than this. He has to be thinking that, like, his... To, to even consider for as long as he does, that that 12K bet on the river, by the way, following up the 10K bet on the turn, is, like, just chum in the water that maybe Adamo can't resist. And so he's like, did I just create this situation that now is incredible, and I'm going to... If I fold, I'm going to, like... Ruin the very thing that I created for myself. Like, like I knew when I bet 12K on the river, I am sometimes inducing a bluff. Now, you think your bluff is, bluff is going to be 70K, that, you know, not 193. Uh, but maybe that's, that's got to be part of what he's thinking about, right? Yeah. Still, he's certainly a player who's going to use distribution to make his decisions. You would think. You would think. And like, yet. Would you rather have this hand or sevens with the seven of clubs? It's got to be sevens with the seven of clubs, right? Well, wait, wait, wait. The only club... Well, no, because Adamo can have like seven, six of clubs. He can have a seven of clubs. Yeah. That's about it, right? He could probably have seven, five of clubs. Okay. Yeah. Um, the eight of clubs is on the board, so he can't have that. The nine of clubs is on the board, so he can't have that. So maybe there's only three combos of seven. It's where the seven of clubs matters. Maybe he has king, seven of clubs in his range. I don't know. I, I think we'd much rather have like... For, like the nut, the nut bluff catcher is probably like king, jack with the king of clubs, right? Yeah. Or, or jack nine, I guess. That's pretty good, too. Yeah. Those Jack are both Knight good. suited or something like that. That's really good, too. Those just seem like the obvious ones. Yeah. I mean, I guess Ace Jack with the Ace of Clubs is even better than that I say that. Right. You were just thinking of Adamo's hand. Yeah. And actually, having the King of Clubs may then means Adamo can have the Ace of Clubs, which gives him license to bluff. So that's kind of yeah. cool. I mean, maybe Winter doesn't want the Ace of Clubs here. Yeah. Maybe he wants know. Adamo to be able to have the Ace of Clubs because right. that's Adamo's most frequent bluff. But having the King of Clubs is pretty sweet because we block a bunch of cool club combinations and we also block top full. Yeah. That sounds pretty great. So I think we've concluded we don't want to call with this hand. I can't imagine calling with this hand. That's why, I mean, I felt this was an auto muck, and yet it's like three time, three minutes of time tanking. And then the chips. And then he puts all the chips in because he fucking calls yeah. Grant. Adamo is a genius. I don't understand what happened here. 
Do you have any idea what the solver is going to say? Because I can't even begin to fathom what the solver is going to say. Oh, you mean for any of it? Yeah. Uh, the call on the river, I'm pretty sure it's going to be like, you can. this is a pure fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's my so. guess. We'll see, but that's my guess. Or like, We've, you been, know, surprised. We've been surprised before. 97% of the time we fold this in. Um, I can't really imagine the solver is going to be all for this monster move in either. I just can't believe it. It seems impossible to me. We'll see. I, I believe the solver is going to be kind of aghast at the river decisions. Yep. Well, Adamo does not take this huge chip stack and win the tournament. No. Daniel Negreanu instead takes his quads against Bryn Kenny and wins the tournament. That's right. Yeah. Or Daniel Negreanu gets as lucky as you can get, essentially. He goes perfect, perfect after Bryn Kenny flops uh, top set with aces. Daniel Negreanu flops a gutter with his two threes and goes 3-3 three, three and gets it all from Bryn Kenny, understandably. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, rides that all. Now, obviously, he plays well throughout the tournament, but he rides that all the way home. To, uh, to victory in $3.3 million. How shocking must have that been for Bryn Kenny to see 3-3? Three, three when... <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. No, yeah. no once, once you get check raised all in, which is what happens, there's two hands that, that's, that you're losing to, and both of them do make some level of sense based on the hand. It's pocket threes, and it's five deuce, which is the straight flush. I see. And both of them, Negrano would have check called the flop with. Um, Maybe so. we'll do that hand eventually. But for now, we're still on this crazy hand. Oh. Let's see what this all right to say. I can't wait. We're trying to come up with all these human reasons for things, but Wesley Cannon's going to give you the computer reasons, which is more similar to Michael Adamo and Sean Winter than really? you might think. Really? I, yeah. So I think uh, okay. the deal here is that Michael Adamo and Sean Winter study solvers super hard based on these outputs. <laughs> wow. I can't we believe will, you're even saying that. We will see. All right. So let's go back to the easy stuff. Okay. On the flop, Adamo should bet almost 100% of his range. He did fine. Winter should call 100% of the time with 10-10. He did fine. Sure. So far, they're crushing the solver stuff, these guys. All right, and the turn is, is where things get weird. Here is where I'm like, does Sean Winter spend six hours every day on the solver? Is he like the rock with the gym, with the solver? What does the solver say? Exactly? Winter should check most 10-10, but can occasionally bet 10K, and with this combo, he can bet 10K 50% of the time. This combo. Huh. Yeah. Huh. But mostly he's supposed to just, so it's like, don't ever bet big, mostly check. But if you're going to bet, bet this much, and this is the hand to do it with the most. This exact combo. Well, yeah. How about that? He's like the rock, man, going to the gym. Um, here's where the solver doesn't like what Adamo did, actually. Mm-hmm. Adamo should mostly be raising all over pairs with a club and calling them without a club. So he has an overpair with a club. Ah, so yeah, he can, so he can raise. So the solver this. prefers a raise, but he calls. Okay. All right. Let's get to the really good stuff, the river. This is a quote from Wesley. The solver actually loves Winter's tiny sizing with this hand. He should go larger uh, with flushes and most bluffs that block flushes, but should go with this roughly 10% sizing with marginal hands like Jack X and 10-10, as well as his pretty nutted hands uh, like 9-9, okay. 8-8, and 3-3. So yet again, the solver likes Winter's strange play sizing. Right. And he does and you see that he's got the balancing of having full houses here yeah. too. Right. So I it's possible that Winter knows this spot ex- extremely well from from intense study. Mm. Um and Adamo should jam. It's like it's like I've been hit in the head with a fucking baseball bat with ju- the that. solver wants him to jam. That's the that's the play. That is unbelievable. He should just call without a club. 
But it with the ace of clubs. Really, I guess there's more combos of Jack X and 10 10 than there are 9 9 8 8 and 3 3. Also, the way that they play out of the way the hands played out a little bit. But still, it is shocking to me the solver wants to do. Okay. So, the, so then what? So these guys are all our solver masters, obviously. Uh, not surprising, but wow. Yeah. So they're, they're like, take advantage, exploitation. What are you even talking about? <laughs> yeah. We're just doing the math here, man. We're just, this is just what you're supposed to do. This is yeah. how you play these hands. Yeah. Amazing. It is amazing. Um, so. This also supports that this is for value, obviously, by Adamo. Because uh, Winter can call cleanly all hands that beat aces, along with 8-9. He can call cleanly with 8-9. I imagine maybe Wesley oh. didn't include Jack-9 and Jack-8 in, in Winter's range, because I imagine those are also calls. It's the, the things that block full houses. Right. sure. Um, I would think so. Somehow, 10s without a club is close to a break-even call. This is amazing. Yeah. Amazing that they... Because we thought that was so low in our distribution. Yeah. Uh, ten eights of spades and six eight of spades are the only paired hands that are pure folds for winter here. So you'd rather you'd rather have ten ten than ten eight. Yeah. Why? I don't know. Why? I don't know. It goes against everything. No it's hands confusing. are pure calls besides boats for for mm. winter. So even so, we are fold, folding some clubs against the solver. Probably yeah. not against Adamo, right? Although. Adamo maybe Damn. is the solver. Yeah, maybe he is. This is wild. The fact that it's essentially a break-even call for winter means he probably should make it. Yeah. Right? Because this is, like you said, it's chip uh, accumulation time. We're not, we don't care nearly as much about busting now as we do later in the tournament. Um, we're, trying to, we're trying to build a big stack right now. Where then we can maybe run over the table for a while, to the degree that we can, of course. Because these guys are all really good. You can't really run, run them over massively. But there are going to be spots you can take advantage of because you, you're deeper. And also you can absorb bad beats and bad things happening to you, which is awesome. So I think this hand has just illustrated the best of any hand, how our format should work and how I want it to work, yeah. where we don't know the solver work when we do the analysis. When we get the two like maybe top solver guys in the world playing and we're confused by their plays and the solver's like, actually, they did it right. <laughs> yeah, where I was like, the solver's... I said the solver's going to be aghast at yeah. the river decisions by both players. In fact, the solver's like, no, no, no. It, Pretty much exactly, right? Yeah. Um, how about that shit? That's some fascinating stuff right there. It, it goes to show you, too, like um, how far ahead in some ways these guys are because yeah. like, it wouldn't occur to me to play either of these hands this way. Um, even now, I would struggle to like know when to pull any of these triggers. Well, and against the competition that you're usually playing against, of course. you should not play them this I way. I should not. I should yeah. not. But... Against the top competition, I also would not think to play the hands this way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, which is part of the reason why they're so good, I guess. Right? I mean, this was always the fear with solvers, right? That eventually at the highest levels, you're just going to be playing against a bunch of solvers. And it looks like Adamo and Winter are basically solvers th that have flesh, like, is what it looks like for it, this. It, I mean, I don't even know anymore, man. I'm confused. I'm befuddled. Go back to your small-minded yeah. exploit. And enjoy your small stakes and your your Coca Cola. And that's what it feels like. I'm just gonna go curl, cu cuddle up with a how can he fold in a blanket and hope no one talks to me for a long, long time. <laughs> that's a good idea. Everybody <laughs> should do that. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life, and I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, we still have time to make it home.